Hey, everybody, what a game in Minnesota. It's all over in overtime. The Kings win it 124 to 120. We have a lot to talk about here on the post game. Ryan in Sacktown in just a moment on If You Don't Like That. Sacramento missed you. Carter. Stolen by Williams. And look at this. Oh, you don't like that. You don't like NBA basketball. Bucks. Goodbye. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. The exclamation point from the Eric Fox. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Boy, that's an ESPN highlight right there. Whoa. Carlson comes in. How about this? Holy moly, Jim Bob Bowley. That was a major league smush. <laughs> Ryan in Sacktown, uh, I think this is the biggest win of the year. No De'Aaron Fox. You're taking on the number one team in the West. You're, you're kind of hit the skids a little bit lately, and – you go in and you win for the second time this year in Minnesota, 124 to 120 in overtime with Sabonis fouling out halfway through the overtime period. Big time, big time win. Big time win, Grant. I get the feeling we're going to keep saying biggest win of the year as we go through the next 23 if things play out right. But you get 55 between Monk and Lyles, and then you've got a couple of starters in double digits it was a gritty win and it was yep. driven by malik monk and i yep. loved his attitude and how it bled into the rest of the team the only negative again if you had told me that the kings were going to go 13 of 24 from the line and win this mm -hmm. game i would have given you huge odds and again it's another reason why i don't gamble i mean can you imagine ryan if somebody on the pregame show said to you hey ryan i got a crystal ball and the kings are going to miss 11 free throws and win the game, you would say no chance, right? No chance at all. Yeah. Who got hurt? Number one. Who got ejected? Number two. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not against the number one team in the Western Conference, Grant. It's unbelievable. Uh, thank goodness. Thank goodness for uh, labor uh, and Anthony Edwards leaving the game at yeah. halftime. Listen, I applaud him for, yes. for that. I mean, this is a, 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 again, it's the birth of a child. I have no problem with him leaving at halftime to be with his partner and experience that. I, I have no issues with that at all. Yeah, and uh, his baby, whether it's a boy or a girl, they might have season tickets to the Kings for the rest of their lives. Who knows? But um, I agree with you, Grant. Great move by him and um, just a, a great moment. And the Kings, Grant, is there a luckier team after the All-Star break? No. No, there isn't. But you also have to remember, I mean, the Kings were playing without De'Aaron Fox, so that obviously evens up things. But what yeah. is the deal with Malik Monk, who had 39 points but has a chance to ice the game at the line and once again misses two free throws? I mean, this has got to be uh, – it's clearly 100% mental at the end of games. It's unbelievable to me. I don't – well, yes, I'm I'm 100% with you that it's mental – and it, it builds up, right? You see it coming because the yep. arc, the trend's going that way. Um, but one thing that I don't think enough people are pointing to is how many close games have the Kings been in this year against top-level competition? Like where you have to make or free throw that really matters. I know. Great um, point. 
And Great so point. when they get those moments, they're just not making them, Grant. Really appreciate the uh, donation, Alex. Light the beam. Nice, but got to make the free throws. You are exactly right. Glad to have you with us, 124 to 120. Uh, that's two wins. And you and I taught two wins against Minnesota. So when we were on at halftime a little more than an hour ago with Jerry, I made this comment. I said, win or lose, the one thing that is apparent to me is that Minnesota is a good matchup for Sacramento. And then Jerry made the point that Minnesota is a better team than New Orleans, but you'd much rather play Minnesota than New Orleans if you had a chance to match up with one of those teams. The league is all about matchups, and the Kings match up well with this team. Yeah, they do. And I, I think even though there's a decent amount of veteran leadership on that uh, Minnesota team, I think their core is young. And that's Anthony Edwards to a degree. You remember the yep. Atlanta Hawks three or four seasons ago where they were great in the regular season uh -huh. and get to the playoffs, and it just it doesn't make sense. And I feel like the Timberwolves could kind of be that team this year. And the Kings, like you said, they match up well. They fall into the short category of teams that I wouldn't mind the Kings playing. So glad that you have found us here on If You Don't Like That, if it's your first time, or if you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. You'll be aware of all of the content that is going to be coming your way, and we've got a lot of it here in the month of March and April and maybe beyond. So please subscribe. Also, uh, give us a thumbs up. We'd greatly appreciate it. And there is the link if you want to join us here uh, on the post game. All right, so we always characterize biggest win of the year, and you made a good point. We might be saying that a lot coming down the stretch, but with no De'Aaron Fox, based on how the Kings played in Denver, being against the number one team, being eighth in the West when the game started, to this point, do you consider this the biggest win of the year? Mm, yes, I do, because when was the bleeding going to stop? in this schedule, this run the Kings are in, because starting Monday, they have three games in four nights. So the fact, yeah. the timing, the way they pulled together, I think you have to say it absolutely was, Grant. Here's something else. The Kings are now ahead of Dallas, so they're seventh. I like this Kings team better on the road than at home. If you told me that all the games for the rest of the year were going to be on the road, I'd be actually, honestly, and I really mean this, I'd be okay with that. This is yeah. a different team on the road. Whatever it is, I personally, in close games particularly, I feel a lot more comfortable with this team on the road than I do at home. I don't know what it is, but that's just me. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. I can't explain it. I, maybe they like that heel persona. They like playing the bad guy, the villain. And Grant, we're talking a lot about the team tonight. I think we need to talk a little bit about Mike Brown and the coaching staff because their game plan was impeccable for Minnesota tonight. It was good. It was good. And, you know, we got on Mike Brown after the Miami game because we thought Eric Spolstra coached circles around him. So, yes. you know, we're going to criticize. We're also going to hand out props. And I think he deserves the props tonight. Uh, I, I agree with you on that. I thought it was a, a, a spectacular job by the coach. No doubt. Hey, we want to hear from you. Go to the pinned comment in the chat. Uh, also, you can scan the code above Grant's shoulder. We are going to start the show off as we usually do with, well, Grant, it's con dog, not corn dog. Con dog. What's going uh, on? No, Grant, uh, people all the time call me corn dog even at work. So you know what? It's okay. okay. I'm used to it. I feel better. I feel a lot better now. And I love corn dogs too. Okay. So, yeah, that, that was no big deal. But I appreciate the apology. No problem. I, I, I have no problem apologizing when I make a mistake and do something wrong. But no apologies tonight because that was a hell of a game. What what, what are you uh, what's on your mind? 
Who would have thought this game would have had both teams score 120 with no Edwards and Fox in the lineup? Who would have thought that? No. Oh, really, Ryan? Really? You, I you, said you, I said 119, 116. And by the way, I was laughing at the start of the show because Jerry Reynolds texted me and said he was going to hug me. So I'm headed over there after this. <laughs> Go ahead, Connor. Uh. Hey, it's Jerry's bedtime, so maybe tomorrow. Awesome. <laughs> But uh, I actually think the most important win this year was actually the first win versus the Warriors this year because I think it helped us get that monkey off our back from the playoff series from last year because we actually lost the first two games versus them earlier in the year. And I, I actually think just because they are our closest rival by, you know, like 60 miles, <laughs> and I think it it is big rivalry, and I think, it, the way the playoff series ended, I think it's just important to get that monkey off your back. Well, again, you know, it's subjective in nature. We need to talk about this game tonight, and I understand where you're coming from. Uh, Post-All-Star break, with this team kind of hitting the skids a little bit, and th this this is huge for them. I mean, this is huge. This is, a, to me, this is a game that they won when I heard that Fox was not going to play that I wasn't counting on. I think they stole this game tonight. So to me, it's huge, huge. 28% of the T-Wolves losses on their home court this season to the Kings. Look at that math. I'll, I'll take that. that. San Diego I'll State, baby. I'll yep. take that with the Spades. I will take yeah. that. You count all the hot babes on the beach so it helps your math out. <laughs> I can neither I can neither confirm or deny. Hi, honey. Hey, Kondo, thank you so much. You know, yeah, well, have a good night, everybody. Like the right, beam. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, oh man. You know, I always think about, because, uh, you know, you're one of your real mentors, Jim Rome, you yeah. know, going to college at Santa Barbara. And I've always felt, after being down there for one weekend, uh, when my son was in junior college down there, and I said to myself, you know, if you can go to college there and you can actually graduate, <laughs> I mean, it's quite the accomplishment. Yeah, like, because I got to tell you, there's not a chance in the world that I would have been able to go to Santa Barbara and be it is. left standing after four years. That was not going to happen, you know? Uh, Grant, you're telling me that Bowling Green didn't have a street like Del Playa in Santa no, Barbara and uh, IV? No, 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 we did not. Uh, oh. But I will tell you, okay, <laughs> we, we had some pretty amazing times at Bowling Green. But no, I we bet. did not. We did not have a street. East Wooster Street uh, in Bowling Green was not quite like that. You are correct. We had uh, uh, Pizzanello's Pizza. Uh, we had the Broad House. We had, uh, <laughs> you know, and we also had, you know, fifteen below zero in January and February. So no, we didn't have that. Well, Grant, was it something else on East Wooster Street? Yes, Clots Flowers. When I had to read the funeral report when I was the morning DJ at WKIQ in Bowling Green, 93.7. It is now time for the funeral report, and it is brought to you by Klotz Flowers on East Wooster Street. Yes, see, that's like 50 years ago or 45 years ago, and I still remember the read, the street, and everything. It. Yeah, I, I had to do that. It. I had to do that twice a week in the mornings, and I'm like, who in their right mind is listening to the radio right now and really wants to hear about the funeral report? But it was a sponsored element <laughs> by Klotz sure. Flowers on East Wooster Street. Klotz Flowers. <laughs> yeah, K-L-O-T-Z, Klotz Flowers. Well, that's kind of a tricky one, too, because you can't come with a ton of energy, 
right? Because you've oh, no, too no, much no, no. energy. Oh, no, you, you had to have a sympathetic read and um, yeah, you would, and, you, and again, I, I joke when I say, and we'll get right back to the game. You want to make sure you never made a mistake. You didn't fumble. I mean, you know, yeah. it was important to the, it was a small town and people that knew the deceased and you wanted to make sure that you did it properly. So, yeah. It, it was a different time back then. I mean, that that's how you found out about some people passing away. I mean, I remember my parents reading things to find out. But anyways, yes. Clots flowers. All right. Well, uh, no, no clots flowers on this post game. 124 to 120, the final. Instead of clots flowers, uh, we have got other sponsors that we absolutely love, like New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. No flowers when you use New Works nope. Plumbing, but they are going to fix your plumbing issues. They are awesome. You go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. You could probably give them some flowers. They probably wouldn't mind that, but they're not giving you flowers when you go to sexserviceplumbing.com. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if, if they got to go to your house at four in the morning because you have an emergency, you know, the technician yeah. may enjoy having some flowers and, you know, that, that probably yeah. wouldn't be a bad thing as a way of saying thank you. Uh, but trust me, they're awesome and locally owned for over 20 years. Just go to sexserviceplumbing.com. New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. How is that as a segue? Okay for you? Pretty damn good. Pretty okay. damn good. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I thought the Kings did a marvelous job on Anthony Edwards in the first half. But when it was announced that he was not going to be playing in the second half, and you made this point to me off air and you're spot on, the, the Timberwolves don't really have that other playmaker on their roster. Mm -mm. They've got the same problem the Kings have, and yeah. um, they, they've got everything else, and it shows you the difference between a great and a championship team, right? You bring in just that extra piece. I mean, a great example, Drew Holiday in Boston this year. Look at the impact he's had. Well, there, there's no question, a huge impact, you know, huge yeah. impact. So the Kings tonight, uh, now, now here's my question, Ryan. Because we've gone through this too often. We thought after the Clippers win, okay, wow, this team's got a lot of momentum, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 24 hours, they lose to a depleted Miami team. You would think that this win would give them a lot of oomph, a lot of momentum. But there's nothing that I've seen with the Kings in terms of consistency that would make me feel comfortable that they're just going to go home and be fine. Yeah, there's really no rhyme or reason. The one thing that I will say, if you have to look at the Kings' Achilles heel – it's not coming off after a bad loss. It's usually after a great win. Great point. Yes. So when they flip that around, that's when things are going to be different for them. And so if they can come that. out with that same energy against Chicago, it's not going to be a problem. But you make a, you make a great point. They normally respond much better after bad losses than really good wins. You're absolutely correct, and that's a that that's a good a, a good sign. So when we look at now this stretch of games coming up, okay, uh, as you said, Chicago on Monday, then at the Lakers, home San Antonio, Houston at home, Milwaukee at home. Milwaukee's not the same team, but. If they have the Greek freak playing, that's going to be a difficult challenge. But yeah. if you just want to look, and again, I hate to do this based on how many times I've been road wrong. Chicago needs to be a win. Houston needs to be a win. San Antonio needs to be a win. And then the Lakers and Milwaukee games to me are toss-ups. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. And if the Kings do that, the Kings are going to be just fine. We can, if the Kings can do that and they can keep that up, we can drop the talk about them not even making the play in. They'll be all right. Yep. Because yep. you see the big games on the schedule, I don't worry as much. It's the smaller games, middle games, those are the ones that I worry about, Grant. Grant, all right, again. You, go ahead. Grant, Grant, I got to cut you off before the transition because we have a very, very special guest. Here on the post game show, I absolutely love it. I am so excited, Anita. Anita, hello, how Anita. Are you? Oh, I'm doing awesome. How are you doing tonight, gentlemen? We're doing great. It's great. so good to hear your voice, Anita. Oh, I'm happy to be on. It took me a minute to figure it out, but I, I figured out how <laughs> to how to jump on, and I'm just excited uh, for the win tonight. Uh, much like you, Ryan, I did a post at the halftime that the Kings would get this win if Malik played at an elite level. Yes, you did. I saw that. I saw that message uh, from the chat line at halftime. So I read it and uh, you're correct. But I got to tell you, Anita, how you must have jumped out of your chair and just go, what on earth? When he goes to the line in overtime with a chance to ice the game and once again misses two free throws. What on earth is going on with him? I mean, he was so great tonight, but we've seen this problem throughout the season with him at the end of games at the line. It's so puzzling to me. Yeah, and like you guys said, you know, it, it's probably mental more than anything else. Yeah. Last year, you know, he was so clutch when it came down to free throws with the game on the line. So uh, it's just one of those things that, again, much like getting the monkey off your back, beating the Warriors, he's, you know, and it's not him. De'Aaron has missed down the stretch um, in clutch free throws. And, you know, Harrison has missed Sabonis. So they're going to have to figure that out uh, sooner than later. Hey, folks, I want to talk to you about Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. i got to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Just remember to make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. Drink responsibly, and you'll feel your best tomorrow. And again, I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then I was at a birthday party. Uh, my buddy and his wife had rented out a restaurant, and I had a couple of drinks, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot tonight. And you know what, folks? Believe me, it is the real deal. Vacations, weddings, birthdays, reunions. Hey, there's so much going on, right? Get the most out of your spring plans by stocking up on pre-alcohol now. Go to zbiotics.com slash grant to get 15% off your first order when you use grant at checkout. Zbiotics is back with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked remember go to zbiotics.com slash grant use the code grant at checkout for 15 percent off thank you zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times great point and you think it can't get worse but sometimes it does but it seems like it's a problem that can be corrected they've shown that they can shoot the free throws at a decent percentage at least up until this latest span yeah no, absolutely. And as far as if tonight is the biggest win, I think it is for this reason. The Warriors won tonight. 
There are only two Great. back mm-hmm. of us in the loss column. And so you cannot afford to let them pick up a no. game in the loss column. So big win, big, big win. game. And um, yeah, that's huge. You know, speaking of the Warriors, they, to me, right now are playing their best stretch of basketball in over two years. And I, I, I think that everyone in the West needs to kind of take notice of what they're doing and how well they're playing. Because, you know, I, I at the All-Star break, Anita, I just said there was no way that they would catch Sacramento based on how many games they were back in a loss column. But not only could I see them catching Sacramento, I got to be honest, I could see them being a top six team. And they're right now only two games back of six in the loss column. And with how well they're playing, I could see it happening. You know, they've won three in a row. They've won eight of 10. And the games they've lost have all been right down at the wire, a couple of games in overtime. So everyone better be keeping an eye on the Golden State Warriors. You make a good point, Anita. No, absolutely. That's why I bring it up because they are right now, this is when you want to be peaking as a team. They're peaking at a very high level. You know, they're rookie, you know, Kaminga stepping up. So right now they're very scary. Hey, and and add this on really quick too. Think about what we were saying about the Warriors after the Draymond punch. We were writing them off. Are are the Warriors going to blow it up? Is Steph on the way out of town? I was. And look at where they're at right now. And it speaks to one guy, Steph freaking Curry. He's having an unbelievable season this year. So I don't want any part of him. And I'll tell you what else I don't want, Anita. I don't want to see a scenario where the Kings and the Warriors are seventh and eighth respectively, or eight and seven, depending on what order. I don't care where the game's being played for the right to be into the playoffs. And then the loser has to play the winner of the eight, nine. I I don't want to see that scenario. Do not give me a scenario where Sacramento is seventh and Golden State is eighth or Golden State is seventh and Sacramento is eighth. Because I don't think you're beating the Warriors in a one game there. And that, that is not a recipe for success. So there's still a long way to go. Uh, we're all hoping the Kings can become a sixth seed, but man, man, you do not want to see the Warriors in a play-in. You just don't. No, I totally agree because even though seven and eight, if you lose, you get a, another opportunity to play the winner of nine ten. That might be the Lakers, and LeBron only has to be King James one night, and then mm-hmm. that's it. So you want to avoid at all costs this play-in tournament if you can. You've got to do everything you can to get that sixth seed. And, um, man, so good to talk to you guys. So excited. You, now yes. that I know how, I'll jump on more often. We love that. Please do. Hey, Ryan, uh, thank you, Anita. The Warriors next play Boston. That is going to be a really good measuring stick for the Golden State Warriors because they're going against the best team in the league that absolutely destroyed Dallas tonight, 138 to 110. And I will tell you, if, if the Warriors go into Boston on Monday and win that game, Everyone's going to be talking about the Warriors. Boy, it's going to be national news. There is no doubt about that because Boston's playing great basketball right now, especially. Great comments. Great comments by Anita. We've got uh, NBA guru, Zach. NBA guru. That's Zach. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? How ecstatic are you guys tonight? How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. I mean, this is a one of the biggest wins of the year, to be honest. Uh, Monk went crazy. I, I couldn't believe what, what I was watching at the end of the game. Uh, Monk just shooting the lights out at the end. Um, 
I mean, I'm looking at the comments. People are saying that they're talking to their parents they haven't talked to in 15 years and stuff on, on the comments. I mean, that's just crazy. Um, free throw's still a problem. Uh, it's just uh, it's just going to hurt bite us in the butt at some point in the playoffs. But um, it's just nice to see. And how about Keon Ellis when he's starting 4-0? I mean, that's just crazy stuff right there. That's good stuff. Not a fan yep. of Davion starting. He should never start a game with the rest of the season. Um, and, um, you know, if you look at the net rating. Davion was really good tonight off the bench. He, he had he his was. best game of the year. Yeah, he, he did. He did. Uh, but there's just something something with Keon Ellis. Uh, I just like the way he plays this game. And um, uh, we got to keep seeing this team. Uh, this bet, This is the bench we want to see. I mean, this is – we just see clips of it here and there. But, I mean, we got to be consistent with this. But a uh, great win today. Yeah, yep. Zach, I, I'm with you, but Zach, that goes both ways. I've been critical of Mike Brown in the rotation, and the, the team's thin without De'Aaron Fox, and I don't disagree with you. I think the Kings think Keon can make some make them better. That's why they brought him to a full-time roster deal, but start playing the young man. Get him consistent minutes if the matchups allow it. Yeah, um, Davion and Monk, if they, they can keep it up, but, um, I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if their rotations are going to be consistent because everyone just plays so, just, just so wild. Um, and it's just up and down, but, uh, we just got to hope that the Kings play like this all the time. And, um, but they're not going to play like this all the time. They're not, you, you, we got to stop saying you hope they're not, they're not, they're, there's no, they're not, they're not going to change the way they play in the final 22 or 23 games of the season, just because they beat Minnesota tonight. And we have to understand that as fans, that we're still going to have bad losses here in the final five weeks of the season, but you're also going to have great wins like this because that's who the Kings are. That's not going to change. That's true. That's true. We're just going to be inconsistent. I guess that's who we are. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. But I mean, we just I mean, what else is there other than hope? That's all we got in this game. Yeah, yeah, uh, no and, doubt. And uh, hopefully we turn. I feel like we're also a team that uh, kind of w- turns it on when they want to. So hopefully when the playoffs come, they just turn it on for seven games in a row or six games. You got to make the playoffs, Zach. You got to make the we're playoffs. We're going to make the playoffs. I'm telling you, we're going to make the playoffs. I understand that, but you haven't made it yet. And we got to we have to listen with how the West is. That's why tonight's game is so huge. Tonight's game was huge when you look at the standings because Dallas lost, and now you're 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 a whisker ahead of them. There's no guarantee you're going to be a top six seed. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I don't think the Kings are going to be a top six seed. I, I don't think they are. I think they're going to be seventh or eighth. And if you're seventh or eighth, Zach, you know the math just like I know the math. You know what you have to do. That's not going to be an easy easy task. Lock it in that we will be the top. We will be one of the eight seeds in the playoffs going into. I, I don't think we might. I, hope so. I, I don't think we're going to be top six. I agree with you there. I think we'll we'll get the seven I or eight so. and hopefully uh, win one of those games that we need to and, and surprise the whole world. So hopefully we'll get there. You know what? Hey, I'm not going to lie to you guys. If the Kings do end up in a play-in and they get into an eight seed scenario, I can see them making a little bit of noise in that series, pushing it to seven. That's just how this team is. Sometimes. Yeah, you just never—they're going to turn it on. They can—they t- turn it on when they want to. That's 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 what it is. They just turn it in when they want to. Monk wanted to play today, and he played a great game. He, that's that's how they yeah. are. Whoa, whoa, is that Monk wanted to play today? Yeah, he's been playing great Why, all year for the most you're part. You're going in on Monk. Uh, sometimes he's been a little consistent. He's 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 been. He's not. I, I think if you look at the stats, he hasn't been as uh, good, great uh, efficiency-wise, at least, is what I'm talking about. But. Uh, well, he'll get he'll, he'll be okay. I'm not worried about him. Yeah, I'm with you. Zach, good hearing from you, buddy. You have a good weekend, all right? All right, you too. Take care, guys.
All right, good Thanks, stuff. Zach. We love hearing from uh, NBA guru Zach. You know, yes, he knows how much do. I give him a hard time, but his basketball knowledge is good. I think he's being a little too terse on Malik Monk. I think he is too. Now, Malik has struggled a little bit up until tonight, but even when he struggled scoring the ball, look at his assist numbers. They're exactly. up this year. So, hey, yeah. uh, we're going back to the phones. Brian the Rook. Brian, welcome in with Grant and Rhino. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, man? How are you, Brian? Very good. I'm really good. Just enjoying the win, but still not too high on the Kings team as far as not being a playing team. Why? Uh, just the consistency overall that I've seen. I mean, it's going back to the game on Monday. I was there against the Heat, and it was just yep. a let, it was a letdown there. Um, we fought back tonight without Fox. Barnes had a solid fourteen, and uh, Monk came off and was the hero tonight with thirty nine. So uh, it's just the consistency overall. Mm-hmm. And the free throws. Oh, the free yeah. throws to me. The free throws are going to bite this team. You know it, and I know it. At some point down the stretch, where we're like, "Oh my gosh, free throws cost the Kings a chance to be a sixth seed or a seventh seed," or that it's going to happen. This team's free throw shooting is so darn puzzling to me. What was the final yeah. tally for the free throws tonight? Uh, free throws tonight were thirteen of twenty-four for fifty-four point two percent, which is. Believe it or not, below their season average. Not a game low, though. Have we been under 54 for a, a certain game, I think? Possibly? I don't know if but they if, have or not. I've got to imagine that's pretty – it's got to be right around that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still the low point. But they pull out the win on the road, which is always good. But we had the lucky uh, – I mean, their star left at halftime. I mean, that's yeah. good. a little bit good yeah. for us, I guess. No doubt. Brian, let me ask you this question because you're talking about the Kings' inconsistencies, and we appreciate you calling – um, what would you expect or what's your gut feeling about the Kings in a one game sample size? My gut feeling in a one, it will, in a one game sample size, we have to be hundred percent healthy. We have to be on our game playing the way that we played together as a team tonight, even the way that we rallied without Fox. If we can do that in a one game consistent against a, a, a top competitor, that's also healthy, like the Wolves or Dallas or who, I mean, not Dallas or uh, Denver, whoever else in the West. I mean, you just have to bring it, but a one game sample, I'll know a series. Well, the series, not gonna play, the series is going to be more tough. They're not going to play those teams in one game. The, the most likely scenario yeah. of a one game is going to be Dallas, the Lakers, the Warriors. Okay. Uh, the Suns. Those are the teams that you're in all and the Lakers that I say, the Lakers. So the Lakers, the Warriors, the Mavs, the Suns, and I'll, I'll answer the question to me, and to me, it's a very simple answer, and I really believe this. You need an A-plus performance from De'Aaron Fox, and if you get that, you'll win against all those teams. I really believe that. When I see De'Aaron Fox play the way he did in the playoffs last year before he broke his finger, that's a special elite player. And if you get that in a one-game playoff, you're going to win, in my opinion. In a one, Yeah, in a one-game playoff, for sure. Um Everyone's talking about the Suns right now that they said no one can beat them if they get healthy in the playoffs in a one-game series. If the Kings are playing the same way, I think we'll give the Suns a run in six or seven games, in my opinion. But everyone else in the national media thing of people hyping up the Suns right now as, as someone You're that can't, can't be Suns. beat over seven games. You're not playing the Suns in the first round. That'd be almost right. impossible right now. That's not a scenario that's going to happen. You, you know, we, we pretty much know who the Kings are going to end up playing in the playoffs in the first round. They're either going to be assuming they make the playoffs. It's either going to be Minnesota, Oklahoma City, 
Denver or the Clippers. Those are pretty much the four teams that you're going to be matched up with in the first round. Could it could it change? Eh, could, but unlikely. And two of those teams, for as many bad matchups are the, as there are in the Western Conference, two of the four you mentioned are acceptable, okay, to me, for the Kings. And those are Minnesota and who? Minnesota and Oklahoma City. I Okay. I don't want to see a clip. I think the Clippers healthy 100%. I wouldn't want to see in a seven-game no. series in the first round, for sure. No. That's the one, Ryan, most, that's the one I'm most scared of, yeah. Great job. We really appreciate you taking the time to call the show. Thank you very much. Sure, guys. Light the beam. Yeah. All right. Light, light the, the beam. beam indeed. And, uh, hey, this weekend, make sure you get the Bennett's. Enjoy their weekend brunch, their weekend prime rib, whether it's at the Bennett's West Side Grill in Rockland or on Eureka Road and Lead Hill Road in Roseville or Howen Fair Oaks in Sacramento. You're going to find the same great food, the prime seafood and steak, over 60 different types of wine available by the glass. Make sure you go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, make a reservation. You can get all the information. That's Bennett's West Side Grill and enjoy their weekend brunch. And if you're going down there for dinner, the weekend prime rib, it is outstanding. That's Bennett's at Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Kings win this game in overtime. All right. 124 to 120 and a huge win. No question about it. An absolutely gigantic win for the Sacramento Kings. Big time win for the Kings. Grant, I've got something for you, but first we're going to go international. Yes, Baki, love it. what's Hello, up, Baki. buddy? How are you, man? What's up, guys? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Good to have Great. you on the show. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, shout out for Anita. What a knowledge for that woman has for for the She's basketball. Great. It's great. And football. She's a big-time football fan. Unfortunately, she roots for the Cowboys, and I've tried mm. to get her to change her allegiances. I have not <laughs> been successful, but she's she loves sports. She's a big-time sports fan. Yeah, okay, I didn't know for football, but, but for the basketball, shout-out, really. Uh-huh. Uh, for tonight's game, I know we always have a positive atmosphere when – here when when we do uh, when we do win the game so uh, and i don't want to sound negative uh, or something like that because you guys know i'm big time optimist yeah mr positive <laughs> so maybe sometimes i'm i'm even more as it is real but i think i've got an interesting question for you and uh, uh after you answer it i would like to give you my opinion about it uh, so okay uh, let's say let's say Minnesota hit that last shot in the regular time. Uh, what would you take as the biggest negatives in this game, but free throws excluded? <clears throat> oh wow! I was just going to say free throws. So you're telling me if Carl Anthony Towns had made the last shot in regulation to give Minnesota the win, what would have I taken away as the biggest negative, other than free throws? Other than free throws. Great question. I'll go. I'll let you think. Yeah, I'll let ahead, you Ryan. think because I've got mine. It's easy. Offensive rebounds. Minnesota is one of the worst offensive yep. rebounding teams in the league, believe it or Good not. Point. And they only had two offensive rebounds in the first half. They got second looks in the uh, second half, which would have led to a Minnesota win. They they ended with nine, I believe. So that's it. Good point. Bucky, Bucky well, what's your answer? Uh, I like it because, but but sometimes when puzzles goes up, uh, because they are they they have size Minnesota, they can they can 
get those rebounds sometimes. I don't know. Maybe the statistics is wrong, but I don't know. But uh, my opinion is, uh, you see in the last quarter, uh, Mike Brown and the team decided only to play with two players only. We did 12 minutes of pick and roll, Malik and Sabonis, and that that was something which will, would result to, to win the game. Eventually, we did it. But do you remember one, uh, maybe two minutes before the before the end of the game when when Keegan missed the shot from the eight feet? Yep. Yeah. So the guy was unprepared for the shot, like everybody else. It was only every play goes with uh, with Malik and with Sabonis, and they just put it in the in the paint and. For me, I don't like it. I don't know. I have there, a really there, difficult. There was I not a variety of the of the plays in the in the fourth quarter. Okay, I mm. I have a very difficult time. And and you make some good points. So I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, I I'm having a difficult time really criticizing anything that Sacramento did tonight, other than free throws, playing against the number one team in the West on the road without their point guard and De'Aaron Fox. I, I, that's the way I look at it. I mean, whatever Mike Brown did tonight, did it work for all 48 minutes? No, but it rarely does with any team. But it worked, and they won the game. That doesn't mean I can just ignore certain aspects of the game, but I really like how the Kings played tonight. And Ryan's made this point a lot. He loves <coughs> and Sabonis on the pick and roll. He thinks it's much better than Fox, and or not much better. He thinks it's better than when Fox and Sabonis – or on the pick and roll. So me, uh, me too. You know, me too. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of that. That this is one of the best pick and rolls maybe in the whole league. But uh, sometimes they get they get used to it to, to to the way of defense. I don't know. And they set the defense up to the to Malik. And uh, okay, he made a 39, but. Well, Baki, Baki, you yeah. know how a pick and roll. Uh, you know enough about basketball to know how a pick and roll works it's like uh it's like the run pass option in uh football where you can do three different things it's on the guy with the ball to make the decision here's what we know about mike brown if something's working he's gonna hammer it so again yeah, if we go back no. to football it might not be pretty but if you're getting five yards every time you run the ball you're gonna keep doing it yeah, they keep doing it, but sometimes I don't know. I, I was scared, really, what will happen in the last minute of the play because in, in one in one point you got five players <laughs> directly on the on the Malik and the Saboni, so it was really scared out of me. I don't know. Well, uh, you know, some, I mean, some good points, and uh, you know, you're I love the way you look at the game because you look mm -hmm. at the game differently than a lot of the other fans do, and I. I've always appreciated the way you look at the intricacies of the game. And um, that's why I love talking with you because you bring up points that a lot of people thank don't you, necessarily you. bring up. So that's yep. a good job on your part. Always a step ahead, Baki. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. What okay. Do, all right, buddy. You have a good thank weekend. You. Okay. Go Kings. Go uh, the Clipper, Kings. The, thank you, buddy. The Clippers, by the way, are uh, now pouring it on. Uh, against the Wizards. So you got to figure that they're going to win that game. We told you about the Pelicans winning, uh, the Mavericks losing. 
Okay. And the team that the Kings play next, they're at home right now, losing to Milwaukee at the break, uh, 58 to 44. The Clippers lead Washington, uh, 67 to 50. The Warriors win. They beat Toronto. Their next big challenge is coming up on Monday in Boston. And the Pelicans rolled over the Pacers tonight, 129 to 102. So the updated standings as we have them now with some games still going on. Sacramento is seventh, but they're tied in the loss column with New Orleans. They have two fewer losses. New Orleans is 36 and 25 in sixth, and Sacramento is 34 and 25 in seventh. Then Dallas is 34 and 26. The Warriors have 27 losses and the Lakers have 28. So again, I still think, Ryan, considering that the Clippers in all likelihood are going to win tonight to go to 38 and 20, your top four teams, not necessarily in any particular order, Same. are going to be Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Denver, and the Clippers. Yep, I, I'm with you outside of something crazy happening, Grant. I told you I had something for you. I'm yeah. going to table it because um, Davion Mitchell talked to the media after the game. Alan Styles of um, 1140 is reporting. Davion confirms there was a players-only meeting yesterday. Um, down their best player, losing their second best player on the road against the number one seed in the West. The Kings did not fold. So he's going into that. But that's the first time I've heard of a players only meeting with this unit. How's that whole dynamic work, Grant? Is it is it significant? I don't ever think it's significant. It just means they need to clear the air on a couple of things. I don't think it's any different than having talks like this within your own household throughout a course of a calendar year where some things need to be ironed out um, regardless of whether it's a spouse or kids. So I, I've never made too much out of it. I've been in the league. I was in the league for 32 years and was always around uh, a lot of players meetings and things of that nature. And it, I've never really taken too much from it, to be honest with you. Okay. Fair enough. I'm just, it, you know what I found interesting about player only meetings. If they're player only meetings, how does the media find out? Well, Davion just told the media. That's why. Exactly my point. You know? And exactly again, I, my point. I, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm with you. Hey, I want to tell you about Blazona Development and uh, what they have going on with Sunrise Landing. And if you go to CaloosaSunrise.com, you can check out this great project. Uh, phase one already sold out. Uh, there are six models to choose from including uh, these beautiful models. There are others if you go to the website, calusasunrise.com. And remember, at Sunrise Landing, there's no Melaroos, there's no homeowners, and Calusa, phenomenal place to live. You can check it out by going to calusasunrise.com. That is calusasunrise.com, and you can check out Sunrise Landing. Kings win it in overtime tonight, 124-120, to 120, and uh, they survive this five-game stretch. And by surviving, we all said that you would take a three and two before the five games began. And guess what? The Kings went three and two, and they lost to Denver, and they lost at home to Miami. But it didn't really matter the order. If, if you had said three and two before this five-game stretch, which concluded tonight against Minnesota, you would have taken that in a heartbeat. All right? You had San Antonio at the Clippers, home Miami, Two road games. And we talked about this before these five games began. Would you take three and two? And almost everyone said, absolutely. Well, guess what? They went three and two. 
and that's not factoring a Fox injury into that five game stretch. Um, look, I, I think tonight it, it was a big night and guys stepped up that don't, I guess guys that we might call quiet. Okay. I want to point out a few, by the way, Keon Ellis, your defensive player of the game, uh, tonight for the Kings, but Kevin Herter and Keon Ellis both had key, key offensive rebounds down the stretch. Yes. And so it's interesting to me how this team rallied together behind the team that was on the court. And so that tells me about the unit that was on the court tonight. And Grant, it's another one of those wins where they win ugly, even though tonight wasn't really ugly, the free throws were. But as they do that, as the season gets closer to the playoffs, they've got to take those little things from those games and put it on their tool belt for the playoffs because the threes aren't always going to go down. No, uh, there are a lot of positives tonight. And the question is, will they be able to take it home now, right? Will, mm-hmm. will, they be, will, will they be able to take it home? Will they be able now to beat a team, okay, that they absolutely should beat? And make no mistake about it, they should win against the Chicago Bulls. The same way they should have won against Charlotte, the same way they should have won against Portland, the same way they should have beat a dismantled, injury-riddled, suspended Miami team. Now you're playing a team you are clearly superior then. No no, no debate. Will Fox be able to play on Monday? Even if he doesn't, you got to figure out a you're way superior. to win. You're still superior. You you're still just... better than him. That's correct. Regardless of if the Kings lost tonight, they are still better than the Bulls without Fox. Yeah, That's the way I see it. Hey, Grant, really quick, um, I wanted to take a quick second and let everybody know about uh, my podcast, The Kings Court. And the reason I'm plugging it tonight is today's episode was a special episode. We've been doing programming here on your channel for almost two years. It's almost now the second full season or second season we've been doing it. And I did a highly personal episode today. I don't take you too far behind the curtain, but I wanted to kind of let you in on what I'm about because I know Kings fans, it's really important to be invested in the people they listen to. So it would mean a lot to me if you go check that out today. So thank you so much. That is the Kings Court. I'm going to be listening to it today and I will uh, give you my feedback and I hope everyone else can do the same uh, when they get some time. All right. So uh, the Kings win. Any final thoughts on this one? Because we pretty much digested this game for 45 minutes. We've had some phenomenal calls on the program tonight. Um, Again, other than free throws, I don't see any negatives to this game. And again, the free throws are an issue because it's been a season long issue. But this team tonight really showed some resolve. This was Mm -hmm. a tremendous win for the Sacramento Kings. They absolutely did. And you got to roll that in to Monday because yes. Monday, Grant, this the three games in four nights, this is the stretch they cannot fumble. This is the one time this season the Kings need to come off a big win and have another big win. Or Amen. an okay win, excuse me. <laughs> Amen for that. Hey, everyone, uh, hope you have a fabulous weekend. Please subscribe if you have not already done so. Give us a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate it. Check out Ryan's podcast. And uh, stay safe with the weather this weekend, everyone. Be careful. And we look forward to talking to you. Ryan will have the pregame show 30 minutes before tip-off when the Kings are home to take on the Bulls. Again, have a fabulous weekend, everybody. For Ryan, Grant Napier saying so long, everybody.